Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. And welcome to America's Heroes Group, our roundtable with our community outreach with Yale University Veterans Legal Services Clinic. Today is Saturday, April 1st, 2023. April is Sexual Assault Month, Minority Health and Autism Awareness Month. You just heard our host Cliff Kelly at the top of the hour. I'm Sean Clemmer, the co-host, executive producer with Glenda Smith, our digital media producers, Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have a panelist with us today as Claire Sullivan. She's a law student intern at the Yale Veterans Legal Service Clinic. And Adam Henderson, he's also a law student and an intern at Yale Veterans Legal Clinic. And we're going to talk about Yale's Veterans Legal Service Clinic, their studies and research and findings with the Monk versus the United States and the black veteran disparities and how they've been treated with benefits and the like. How are you doing today? Hi, Sean. Thanks so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Our pleasure. So tell us a little bit of background about the Monk case. We had um, his brother on our show before. But we want to get into a little bit more detail so people that may not be aware of his situation. Tell us who Monk was or is and what happened in his situation as a Vietnam vet. Yeah, absolutely. So our client, Conley Monk Jr., is a black Vietnam veteran who was improperly denied education, housing, and disability benefits um, after he was discharged from the military due to PTSD in 1970. Um, And he was improperly denied benefits until 2015, Um, So he lost out on decades of um, potential money and opportunities um, as a result of that situation. Um, And Mr. Monk and other black service members kind of suspected racial biases and inequities within the VA for decades, um, but they weren't able to prove it. Um, And so in February 2021, Mr. Monk's organization, which is the National Veterans Council for Legal Redress, Um, joined the Black Veterans Project um, and worked with our clinic to file a Freedom of Information Act request with the VA, um, through which we saw information about the administration of service-connected disability compensation. Um, And that kind of confirmed the suspicions that that veterans and veterans organizations have had um, for decades about these inequities within the VA. Um, So those documents showed a statistically significant difference in VA claim outcomes between white and black veterans. Um, And so our lawsuit um, is on behalf of Mr. Monk, basically seeking reparations from the from the VA for those um, kind of decades of racial bias that Mr. Monk experienced. So, Adam, can you tell us a little bit about how pervasive this problem was throughout history? And is it still a problem today with veterans to return home from Afghanistan, people that have returned home from Iraq, the current conflicts? Is this something that's still going on right now? 
Yeah, absolutely. So this is not something that is limited just to the colony monk era. This is something that um, is currently going on in the VA. We have data that shows that there is still a difference between claim outcomes between black and white veterans. Um, and it's also gone uh, back as far as Conley Monk's father. So um, Conley Monk Sr., uh, Conley Monk's, you know, our client's father, also um, experienced uh, uh, veteran benefit denials. Um, and that shows that th- this is pervasive uh, throughout the decades um, and, and showing that uh, black veterans are being treated uh, as as second class to their to their white counterparts. So they went and uh, died on the battlefield. They served honorably, but then when they get home, they're treated uh, differently based on their race. And what were some of the tactics that were used to deny veterans, black veterans and minority veterans, their benefits? What kind of things were done to somehow hide this or mask this from the public for years and years? Right. So it's essentially the um, VA not taking into account um, things that um, impact black veterans more. Um, so, for example, black vets are more often um, discharged with a, you know, less than honorable discharge. Um, and then the VA, you know, for Mr. Monk, kept denying him uh, uh, veterans benefits based on that initial outcome. And when he asked for it to be, you know, re-looked at, they didn't. Um, and Mr. Monk highly suspects that that's because of his race. So not taking veterans at their word. The clinic works with black veterans all the time who are, you know, viewed as lesser than by psychologists and psychiatrists and by uh, people at the VA who don't believe their symptoms. Um, and, you know, a white veteran would uh, a lot uh, be a lot more likely to have uh, a VA claims adjuster uh, believe them or, um, uh, you know, think that what they're saying is true. So these are some of the tactics that they use. Um, and also, uh, one big thing that the, the VA did is the absence of a clear way to track claims outcomes um, based on race. So they knew about this problem. We have recent FOIA documents that show that people at the highest level of VA knew that there was a difference between black and white veterans' outcomes. And they chose to do nothing about it. Um, so it's that active um, uh, denying black veterans their benefits, but it's also the passive choosing to do nothing about a problem um, that has been suspected by black veterans for years. Claire, this turns my stomach to hear these types of these types of uh, these uh, these problems. I mean, it, it's really sickening to the for the idea that a person could serve the mili- in the military, put their life on the line, and then go through such racial. It's just inequity. It doesn't make any sense to me from from a perspective that after all these years, this is 2023, we're still seeing these types of problems. So can you tell me a little bit about what your clinic is doing and how you guys are trying to right that wrong? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the biggest kind of first step is um, this lawsuit. Um, and so we are, um, you know, we, we've sued the VA. And so our, our goal is that... Um, we can get not only compensation for Mr. Monk as a result of this, but that this can kind of send a message to um, the VA that um, something needs needs to change and the VA needs to be taking, um, you know, affirmative steps to fix this problem, not just for Mr. Monk, but for every Black veteran who has experienced this kind of discrimination. Um, And it's also, our clinic is also kind of, 
you know, doing things like this and making sure that the press is aware and that we're kind of, um, you know, holding the VA accountable through um, public opinion and through, um, you know, media outreach, um, because it's just, I think this is, from the veterans we've spoken to, it seems like it's an issue that a lot of people know is happening, but they don't have the kind of numbers to prove it. And now those numbers exist. And so we want to make sure that if Black veterans suspect this is happening, um, they have the, all the information available to them to take steps to, um, you know, maybe file their own lawsuits, maybe um, try to um, seek help for this in their own ways. Um, and again, just hold the VA accountable. And then, Claire, can you tell me what what would you recommend the VA do? As if evidently you've known about this for many, many years, but they haven't done anything about it. What changes do they need to make in order to keep this from happening again? Yeah, I mean, I think a big important first step is um, making sure that, um, as Adam mentioned, um, data collection efforts are disaggregated by race. Um, so we are actually able to see what um, the differences in racial outcomes are going forward. Um, and the VA has recently announced a new equity team, um, which is, you know, intended to kind of fix some of these problems. Um, and obviously, we hope that this equity team will accomplish this. Um, but we obviously are aware that the VA has a poor history of, you know, honoring those commitments to racial justice and equity. So um, we hope that this equity team actually does kind of take the necessary steps to ensure that um, black veterans aren't experiencing this type of, type of discrimination going forward. So we've talked to people from the Black Veterans Project as well, and they talk, talked about a lot of the disparities that benefits, how benefits have been doled out between black and white veterans. How would you, what would you, what would you say to um, those people out there who feel they've been discriminated against? Um, what are their first steps? What would you recommend they do in order to try to get some of the benefits that have passed? And also, what I've been, from what I understand, a lot of the benefits that were that were missed from veterans who earned them, a lot of these veterans have passed on. They've, they've, they've passed away. They've died. That being said, are there, are there, do they have beneficiaries who can receive these benefits if, they're, if the person who actually served didn't get the benefits? And that's for Adam or, or Claire. Yeah, so I can take this one. So I think that the first thing that a veteran should do is go through the channels provided by the VA. That is like the first step. You know, if you feel like you've been um, wrongly denied, there are appeals um, processes in place um, that are, you know, going to start the process on this. I mean, that's the first step. And I know that a lot of veterans feel that, you know, this system is, is rigged against them is not going to take them into account. Um, and that's what we're trying to address at a high level here. Um, and so this lawsuit that we have right now is just for our individual client, Conley Monk. Um, however, it could turn into a class action down the road where other veterans can get involved. Um, and there are some steps that a veteran could take uh, to get in touch with the clinic um, to join that potential class action if it, if it comes. Um, and I don't want to get anybody's hopes up of, you know, joining a class or, or suing the VA uh, by yourself because that's not where the clinic is right now. Um, but uh, we do have an email address if you want to get in contact with us. Um, I can give that out now or, or we can give it to you later, whatever you think is the, is the best way to go about that. Go ahead, give that, give that email out to us so we can sorry, get okay. that out there. Yeah, of course. So if a veteran is interested um, in just seeing what their options are or reaching out to the clinic, um, they can reach out to us at stca.veterans at ylsclinics.org. 
So I'll give that one more time. It's ftca.veterans at ylsclinics.org. Um, so if someone wants to reach out to the clinic, um, they can drop us a line at that email address and someone from our team will get back to you. And that's Foxtrot, Tango, Charlie Alpha. And what was this, what was the last part? Uh, veterans. So V-E-T-E-R-A-N-S. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Yep. So are, do, so could a, could a beneficiary of a veteran get awarded any kind of missed claims or compensation? Yeah, absolutely. So that's something that we're doing um, for for a few people. Uh, we've, we've heard people say, you know, my father got denied for years. Um, also, our client, uh, Conley Monk, his father, uh, like we mentioned, um, is uh, was, was denied benefits for years, and Conley is Mr. Monk Sr.'s uh, beneficiary. So uh, we're also potentially seeing what options we have um, for beneficiaries. So, you know, if it's your father, grandfather, um, someone like that, um, and you're the beneficiary for them, reach out to us and, and we can see what we can do if this becomes a class action. Clara Sullivan's a law student at in, in Internet Yale University and Adam Henderson, also a law student, both work with the Veterans Legal Services Clinic at Yale University. Thanks for your time and thanks for your work and effort to try to make things right for this country. Thank you so much. much for having us on. Bye. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.